Good morning. It's Wednesday morning. I'm Andy Stoddard. I'm glad to be with you as we continue studying Scripture together on this uh, beautiful day. I'm thankful that you've chosen to give a few minutes to watch this video or listen to this podcast, uh, whether you're streaming on YouTube or uh, our podcasting this to whatever platform you use. I appreciate you just um, taking about 10 minutes this morning to dig into Scripture. So I hope this is fruitful to you. I hope it helps your faith. Hopes it helps Scripture become more alive to you as we unpack uh, 2 Corinthians. <clears throat> so today we're um, in um, 2 Corinthians chapter 2. We're actually going to, you know, we're kind of going section by section. And you may not know when the Bible was originally written, um, there weren't verses and um, chapters in the Scriptures. It was a scroll. And so um, verses and chapters were later additions in the medieval period to kind of help us, you know, do what we're doing now to study it individually, uh, to, to, to work within it. So sometimes you'll see most sections of scripture, uh, groups, a few groupings of scripture, usually what we kind of what we think of as a paragraph or two, um, they fall within a chapter. So I normally would read chapter two, verses one through 10, just picking random numbers. But sometimes you'll see sections that kind of go between two chapters. So that's what today's is. Today's section is going to start with chapter 4, verse 16. Let's continue to chapter 5, verse 10. So we're going to actually be reading through two sections together. So even though it's two, yeah, I'm sorry, two chapters together. So even those two chapters is really kind of one section, all kind of all along the same theme. So anyway, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, verse 16, into chapter 5, verse 10. So we do not lose heart, even though the outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. For the slight momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory. By the way, that's one of C.S. Lewis's, one of my favorite books of C.S. Lewis is a book called The Weight of Glory, uh, Beyond All Measure, because we look not at what can be seen, but what cannot be seen. For what can be seen is temporary, but what cannot be seen is eternal. Good stuff right there. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, but eternal in the heavens. For this tent we groan, longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling. If indeed we have been taken, if we have taken off, we will not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groan under our burden, because we, because we wish not to be unclothed, but be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So we're always confident, even though we know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we have confidence, and we would rather be away from the body than, than be at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please Him. For all of us must appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each may receive recompense for what has been done in the body, whether good or evil. Lots to unpack here. So there's several really important passages here. First, I just want to do a real quick thing here where it talks about um, just something you might need to understand about Scripture and about the, the narrative of Scripture. Um, verse 3, of chapter 5, verse 3, this is interesting. That if indeed when we have taken it off, we will not be found naked. Okay. There are certain themes in Scripture that it's important to understand because that way when we encounter them, it helps things make sense. Remember, light and darkness, good and evil. Anytime you see light and darkness, that's always a, uh, symbolic, spiritually speaking of good and evil. God's in the light, the devil's in the dark. You see it in John's Gospel. You see it across Scripture. That's, that's a theme that you need to see. There is a theme in Scripture regarding nakedness. Um, 
nakedness is always seen as shameful um, and it has a connection to sin. And here's why. Let's think back to Genesis chapter 3. When Adam and Eve ate the fruit, what was one of the first things they realized? That they were naked. So you see that sin and nakedness have an association in Scripture. And that association is often rooted in shame. So we see here, um, and think about how Paul says in 1 Corinthians, 13, in 1 Corinthians 12 and 14, talking about spiritual gifts, how uh, the dishonorable parts are the, the dishonorable parts of the body are clothed. So we see there even that in there that notion of shame and um shame and, and clothing and nakedness and things such as that. So here we see um, when we um if we have taken off this clothing, this earth, this 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 uh, heavenly clothing, um we will never be found, we will never be found naked even when we die. In other words, if we are in Christ, even death will not be shameful because as we later see to be absent from the bodies to be the Lord. So that, that, that notion there is just, just always, when you read those words in scripture, always kind of understand the greater spiritual points talking about, and it has to do with shame and sin. So just thought you might find that interesting as you read scripture. So, so many things here. Um, verse 14, um, because we look not what can be seen, but what, 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 what we look what not can be seen, but what cannot be seen. For what is seen is temporary, but what cannot be seen is eternal. Y'all, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Because how how often in our life, or how much in our life, do we spend our greatest resource, which is our time, because you can make more money. Do we spend our greatest time and create our greatest treasure, if you will, on that which is seen, not which is unseen. And what's seen is temporary, y'all. That Christmas present you wanted so bad, do you remember, remember what it was? How much of our life is spent on things that are temporary and not things that are eternal? Our walk with God, our relationships, our love of God, our love of neighbor. Are we spending our efforts on those things, on things that truly matter? Are we spending so much time and so much effort on things that are temporary and that simply don't matter in the scope of eternity? It's always good to kind of, I would say, keep track if you're curious. And how you spend your time? You know, your your phone will uh, give you a, a snapshot of how much screen time you have. That's a <laughs> that's a pretty indicting thing for me some days, and I think for many of us. But uh, and it's good to track how we spend our time, and shows us what we really value. So that um, let's be careful to spend our time on what's eternal, not what's just temporary. And we we see here in the next section, five through five, uh, five, chapter five, verse one, one through five, talks about this notion of shame. Uh, five, chapter Five, verse 5 says, He has prepared us for this very thing as God and has given us His Spirit as a guarantee. The Holy Spirit is a guarantee of our salvation. John Wesley thought, talked of assurance. There's this great verse of Paul's where Paul says, When His Spirit gives witness with our spirit that we're a child of God. Wesley believed that we could have assurance that we're a child of God. We don't have to guess. We don't have to wonder. We can know. We can have blessed assurance. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. This notion of assurance is this notion that through the Holy Spirit, we can know, we can be assured that we are a child of God. The Spirit is our guarantee that we are God's child. So that, that's a really cool thing. So when we, we, when we read scripture, when we pray, when we worship, when we feel the presence of God within us, when we feel the conviction of God's Spirit in our life for something we shouldn't be doing, or when we feel the, put, the push of God's Spirit in some way to do something, that Spirit, that is that assurance, that guarantee that we are God's child. So he said we're always confident, even though 
while we were at home with the body, we were away from the Lord. Um, you know, that, that, that notion to be absent from the body is to be with the Lord. And then he says, all of us must appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that we may receive recompense for what we have done, whether good or evil. We will, um, the Bible says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Christ is Lord. And that we'll all stand before God. But the judgment is this. Ultimately, are we in Christ or are we not? That is the judgment. And so, um, goodness gracious, y'all. Uh, if God reads a list of everything I've ever done wrong, it's we're gonna we're gonna be here for a minute. We're gonna be here for a minute. But the judgment is not our moral actions. The judgment is only this: Are you in Christ or are you not in Christ? Because as Romans one, I'm sorry, Romans eight one tells us, therefore in Christ there's no condemnation. For if we are in Christ, our sins are forgiven, as the Psalms tells us. The Psalm tells us. Uh, God, there's forgiveness and our sins are as far as the east is from the west. We are not condemned. So don't live your life if you're a Christian under the fear of condemnation. You're forgiven. John chapter, 1 John 1 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So hear this. When you hear this notion of judgment, don't think of, uh-huh, even though you're a Christian, God's going to get you. Uh-huh, he's coming for you because I know I used to think like that for a long time. This is not a concept that God's going to get you, even if you're a Christian, but rather it is, the judgment is this, are we in Christ or are we not? For if we're in Christ, we're forgiven. If we're in Christ, we're forgiven. If we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We need to know that. We need to know that because the devil would love for us to think that no matter what happens, God's going to get us. No. Christ has paid the penalty for our sin, and the resurrection has assured our victory over death. So today, know who you are in Christ. Spend your time on what is eternal, not what is temporary, and understand, and understand just how much he loves us. Hey, hope you have a great day today. Um, praying for you. If you have any questions or comments, comment below, message me, reach out to me. I'd love to have a deeper conversation with you about scripture. Thanks for uh, being with us today, and we'll see you in the morning. Have a great day.